Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 190 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and man, it has been a couple of weeks. Um, Right now, uh, you know, I'm rejoicing uh, because we in our community at Our Lady of the Valley Catholic Church in Fort Payne, Alabama, we have just received three Dominican sisters of the community, Dominican Sisters of Christian Doctrine, and they are beginning their five-year mission. And we just received them this last week. And let me tell you, everything that needed to get done at the last minute, all of those you know projects that have to be done, especially when you're remodeling, converting a house, make it into a convent. And then you're literally, you're stocking it with everything from furniture to soap, to uh, bedding, to everything else. But it really, you know, impacted me in the sense of uh, why this episode is all about leave the worrying to God. Um, Because in the midst of all of it, uh, God was definitely in charge. And so one of the biggest things that I wanted to focus upon in this food for the head, heart, hands, and feet was how it is that you can leave the worrying to God, of how it is that you can know that God is going to make sure that you get a share in the victory that he's already won for us. So I hope that this podcast gives you true, truly, 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 a deep sense of hope and really an understanding um, and knowledge of how much God loves you that he'll take care of everything so that you can leave the worrying to him. See you on the flip side. Enjoy. Hey, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. And just a quick reminder about if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, make sure to hit subscribe and also the notifications button. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then also become a follower and also get notifications so that when I go live, then you'll get notified and be able to get that extra content that I put out on the Say Yes to Holiness YouTube channel. So thank you so much for your support. And without further ado, let's jump into that food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. So our food for the head comes from St. Leo the Great. He says, no one, however weak, is denied a share in the victory of the cross. No one is beyond the help of the prayer of Christ. I think so often in our world today, because things look so dire, 
Um, in fact, uh, if you're listening in real time, uh, there is now Middle Eastern conflict again. Uh, there was another rocket strike on Israel, um, you know, from Hamas. And, you know, and we're looking around and we're seeing a political system uh, that is completely in disarray here in the United States. And the fact is, is that we can really begin to think that victory hasn't been won because all we do is see pain and suffering and conflict and chaos. The, you know, the war in the Ukraine is still happening. I mean, again, you know, just tons of stuff. But the fact is, is that we need to have faith in God's promises for us, especially his desire for us to be with him for all eternity, where darkness and sin and death are no more. The victory has been won. But the fact is, is that no one is beyond sharing in the cross. And this is where we have to remember, in order to us have a share in the victory, we also have to have a share in the cross. Now it's going to look different for everybody. But very simply means that we're going to run into difficulties. We're going to run into sadness. We're going to run into pain. We're going to run into suffering, not just, you know, and, and death, not just in the world at large, but in our own lives too. And we have to suffer through it. When we suffer through it though, we need to remember that if we remain faithful and we persevere, then God is going to bring good out of all things. But that's really tough, isn't it? It's very easy to become discouraged. It's very easy to even stop trying, especially trying to pursue holiness, which is what hopefully you're jumping onto this podcast and listening to it is in order to help you remain inspired and encouraged to be able to keep walking towards sanctity. We got to continue the journey, everybody. We got to do all in our power to continue on this pilgrimage toward heaven. And we can do this if we keep at the forefront of our mind what St. Leo was talking about, is that regardless of our weaknesses, regardless of our failings, we will have a share in the victory of the cross. Even if we might be feeling the sting of the cross at that moment, or even in this very moment. But even when we feel the sting, remember, you're not alone. We are not alone. We're definitely not beyond the help of Christ if we ask. And so often our pride gets in the way or we think that it's not going to matter, so we don't even ask. But we need to ask. We need to say, Lord, you know, make me come to you like, like Peter did. You know, the, the, the gospel story, Peter walking on water was about, Lord, if it's you, Command me to come and walk on water. And he did. Until he began to doubt. Until he took his eyes off of Christ. We do the same. So 
we need to ask the help of Christ. We need to remember that it doesn't matter how we failed. It doesn't matter how many times we've fallen down. We will have a share of the victory of the cross if we ask. So offer up that prayer. Have faith. And make sure that you do like Peter did. And you get out of the boat. <laughs> Our food for the heart comes from one of my favorite saints, Edith Stein. Her official religious name is St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. But she's better known uh, by her secular name, uh, Edith Stein. But she wrote, Just take everything exactly as it is, put it in God's hands, and leave it to him. Really rest and start the next day as a new life. What she suggests for us, I would say, is probably the short primer of how you can experience peace in your day. Take everything that's going on, put it in God's hands, leave it to him, and then really rest. And then start that next day as a new life. So whatever's going on for you right now, whatever might be weighing on you, whatever it is that is maybe causing you anxiety, or maybe you're just kind of going down a rabbit hole thinking about it all the time, whatever it is, might be financial worries, might be how the job is going, it might be what are, how are the kids doing, might be one particular child who's struggling right now. Go and take everything exactly as it is. Put it in God's hands. Leave it to him. And then really rest in his arms. And then begin the next day as a new life. If you think about it, um, if you don't know Edith Stein's story, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, um, she was actually killed at Auschwitz. She was arrested, and eventually she was killed as a martyr to the faith um, at Auschwitz. And if she was able to live this out, which she did, obviously, Think about, there's, there can't be anything much more devastating to have your freedom taken away, to be denied just the barest, you know, everything except the barest subsistence of food and clothing and shelter, to know that your chance of surviving is a glimmer, not even a glimmer of a possibility, but yet you can find rest and peace in the midst of that and she did so again how do we find this peace how do we find this rest take whatever it is that's before us entrust it to God give it to him and find rest in his presence as long as we trust Jesus we have nothing to fear and we'll be able to truly rest and to start each new day as a new life. 
So entrust it all to him. One of my favorite phrases is always been from the Surrender Novena, the, you know, the mantra that you repeat, which is, Jesus, I surrender it all to you. Take care of everything. Our food for the hands comes from St. Clair of Sisi. Love God, serve God. Everything is in that. Now, St. Clair, you could argue, was a model disciple of Christ, particularly in pursuing the way that was laid out by St. Francis of Assisi, and that was that path of simplicity and poverty and obedience. Claire was a wealthy young woman. She came from a, a wealthy family, and she had everything uh, laid out for her. Uh, she would have had a very comfortable and easy life relative to you know the twelve you know twelve hundreds, but the fact is is that when she heard Francis preach, her heart was literally set on fire, and she determined that she was going to set aside everything in order to pursue a relationship with Christ how St. Francis was talking about living it. That meant she had to give up everything. She gave up her position as a high-born and wealthy daughter of an Italian count in the small town of Assisi. When you think about a small town, that means that they were like the people. Everybody knew who they were. You know, everybody, I mean, deferred, I mean, but Claire set it all aside. She set aside the fact that she wasn't going to have fine things. She wasn't going to have wealth. She wasn't going to have any position in society anymore. Instead, she lives a very simple life as a beggar, pursuing God in prayer in a convent. In fact, I had the opportunity to visit San Damiano, where Claire and her sisters uh, lived, uh, and where she was until her death. Um, she left twice, I think. My husband would correct me uh, with the particular number, but I think it was tw only twice that she ever left those convent walls after she entered into them. Uh, and one was to visit uh, St. Francis on his deathbed. But it was something of where... She found all that she needed in the simple walls of San Damiano. And it's a tiny little place. It has beautiful views. I still remember uh, looking out the actual window uh, where of her like prayer garden. And pretty much it was a four by four, you know, it, it was you know, smaller than a prison cell. Uh, but it looked out onto a grassy field. And so you could see, you know, grass and trees and look up towards the mountains um, just above Assisi. And that was her garden space. That was where she would commune with Jesus. That was where she was able to pursue God in prayer. We are invited to do similarly to love God and to serve him. Just as Claire 
says in her, you know, says here, love God, serve God. Everything is in that. Everything is in that. If we love God and we serve him in this moment, the best that we can, everything is in that. If we love God, that means that we're going to try and love others around us the best that we can. It means that we're going to hopefully not lose our temper when little ones, if we have little ones, you know, are, you know, getting on our last nerve or when our spouse might ask us uh, to do something for the hundredth time and or ask us to do something that we're like, why can't they do it? But instead, because we love God, we serve others around us as a way to serve Him. Because each person is His face. Mother Teresa of Calcutta talks about it all the time, about the fact of, you know, people were like, how can you go and serve the poor, serve those who are dying, serve those who are diseased and, you know, how can how can you do that? And she's like, because I see the face of Christ. I'm taking care of Christ. And that's what we have to do. The great conversion story of St. Francis of Assisi was he was hesitating uh, to uh, truly love, you know, Christ. And... Uh, and one of the biggest things was is he was afraid of lepers. And finally, he overcame that. And he came across, uh, upon a leper, and he kissed him. He had physical contact with him. Now, back in, in back in the 1200s, if you had contact with a leper, there was a good chance that you yourself would contract leprosy. So he was condemning himself, potentially, to also dying of this dreaded disease. But... Francis did so, and in that moment, after he did, he saw Christ in that leper. So this is how God works, is that he invites us into a deeper love than we think is even possible, and when we step out, when we reach out, when we attempt to love more than we think we can, then he gives us the grace, number one. But number two, we find him. It's one of those interesting paradoxes. But everything is in that. Everything is in loving God and serving him. Not as a servant. Remember, he calls us friends. But rather, we serve him because we love him. Aren't you willing to do anything for the person that you love? When, when, when you love someone, you don't think about the cost, do you? And that's exactly what we have to remember. To not think about the cost, but rather love God. Serve him. Everything is in that. Our food from the feet comes from St. Jane Francis de Chantel. 
She wrote, Hold your eyes on God and leave the doing to Him. That is all the doing you have to worry about. St. Jane de Chantel, if you aren't aware, uh, she herself was a wife and a mother before she became a nun and then founder of religious community. She um, was a woman of great beauty and refinement. Um, and she herself just naturally was lively, cheerful in her temperament. Um, she married when she was 21. She had six children. Three of them died when they were infants. So she knew sorrow. She knew grief. Um, but she worked and tried to do various charitable works. Um, only seven years. So she had these six children relatively quickly, like every year almost. Uh, she became a window, widow, <laughs> window, widow, <laughs> at the age of 32 then. So, so at age 28, she was a widow. Four years later, she met the great St. Francis de Sales. He became her spiritual director. And through his direction, she grew in holiness. She grew in her capacity to be able to love God and serve him. And... Eventually, after her children were grown, she desired to become a nun, and St. Francis de Sales, um, you know, told her, hey, you got kids, you know, so after, they, you know, they've grown, you know, and, and that is when she eventually became a nun. But it's something where we have to remember that the call, the what we know we need to do might not be a, it's that itself is going to happen right now. So let me explain. So many times what it is, is that we need to, you know, we know where we're going, but there's things that have to be done before we can get there, right? So take, for example, a very secular example. Someone wants to become a doctor. Well, you don't just go and become a doctor. You have to study. You have to go to a doc, you know, medical school. You have residency. You have there's a whole bunch of things that has to happen before you become that doctor. But you knew more than a decade ago, for most, that that is what they wanted to do. So it seems like you're deferring. You're going to school. You're doing residency, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the fact is, is that you're moving and you're growing and you're being formed in the process. So for St. Jane, what happened is that Francis helped her when she discerned, I want to be a nun. I want to, you know, have a community of women and to live with them and to serve God. So into the midst of that, Francis is like, you have responsibilities, you have your children, you need to raise to adulthood. Um, in the interim, Let's begin that process. Let's begin that work. And so with Francis's guidance, Jane, um, you know, founded an institute for women who their health or their age or other considerations prevented them from being able to become religious. 
every, every religious community, if you were not aware, has particular guidelines and restrictions um, for how old can you be when you enter, for example, or if you have pre-existing health conditions of different parts that, that you can't, um, you can't uh, join the community, um, or if you're formally married, or if you have kids, or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that was the same thing back in the 1200s. So what Francis did is he helped Jane be able to begin to form the community of nuns that eventually she would be able to join because um, gathered these women, they formed an institute. There was no cloister. In other words, there was no, they still were out in the world. Um, and the biggest thing about that was so that they could continue to undertake spiritual and corporal works of mercy. And the focus became to exemplify the virtues of Mary at the visitation. Their humility, weakness, you know, meekness. Gosh, I'm misspeaking today. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so particularly Mary's humility and her meekness, her obedience, um, and especially of the devotion to the Blessed Sacrament and spending time in adoration every day. Eventually, the name of the order that St. Jane founded was the Visitation Nuns. Um, and they continue to this day um, to hold their eyes on Jesus, um, set aside their worries, leave the doing to him as they are doing spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Mary, of course, did this each and every day of her life, you know, before and then during and then after the life of Jesus. And this is the rule. This is the plan of life that we too are invited to do as well. We're invited to trust in God. We're invited to say yes to God's invitation to love him and serve him. We're invited to set everything into his hands and leave it to him and rest with him. We're invited to keep our eyes on God and leave the doing to him, even as we might be sharing in the cross, remembering that we also have a share in the victory that came from the cross. So we need to be attentive to how it is that God desires us to come to him of how he desires us to not worry anymore so say yes to that and then leave the worrying to God So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, the first one is resolve to pray the surrender novena. I found it to be extremely helpful in my own life. And as I shared in the podcast, one of the refrains, of course, I love to use, you know, Jesus, I put, I give everything to you, take care of everything. But the Surrender Novena itself is an absolutely beautiful way to be able to deepen your trust 
and hope and faith in Jesus and how it is that God is going to care for you. So that's one, definitely. Second, make an act of faith. Um, resolve that each time that you might be doubting, that you might be worrying, you say, uh, Jesus, I trust in you, or I believe in your love for me, God. Um, or you can pray the standard act of faith, um, which you know, is a reaffirmation of what it is that we profess uh, each and every week at Mass in the Nicene Creed. I believe in God and the, the trifold, trifold, <laughs> I'm having a day, uh, but believing in God and reaffirming that you believe in him. So making that act of faith is another resolution and being intentional about it. Finally, practice those five steps that St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, Edith Stein, gave to us. Practice them. Number one, take everything exactly as it is. Number two, put it into God's hands. Three, leave it to him. Four, rest in God's arms. And five, start the new day. Practice those five steps. And you will see what a difference they make in your life. Hey there, Christina Simmons. And just wanted to briefly invite you to participate in another special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. And this is the Summer to Fall Audio Online Retreat. This retreat's going to be C.S. Reading from the Spiritual Classic, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom John Baptiste Chattard. And it's going to also include a brief reflection and a daily resolution that's all designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So I invite you to join me for this special way for you to be able to continue to journey towards holiness. Just go to the website, sayyestoholiness.com, and sign up today. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the Master of Death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.